Good morning, buenos dias. Robert Carrillo here at uh, Metro Vision Studios. And uh, wow, uh, things are changing so quickly every day. It, uh, as many of you know that uh, live in California at least or live in Los Angeles, uh, the uh, changes are dramatic every day. We are now uh, being asked to stay in our homes and, uh, uh, and only essentials uh, stores, drug stores, restaurants that deliver are allowed to be open. So things are changing quickly. And as well, I know that this is happening all over the world and different countries, the rules are amping up to control the spread of the virus. And, and a lot of us are, are homebound. And uh, uh, preferably these videos, these devotionals, and the things that we're sharing will help us. Um, I want to encourage us here in Los Angeles to uh, really take up the challenge and the, and the encouragement that we gave uh, the other night about uh, prayer partners and really uh, picking somebody that every day we encourage that we're just going to hold each other accountable and lift each other up, encourage each other. Uh, there are some very important things that aren't happening out there, uh, like uh, not only, you know, times to pray together and times to get together, but even uh, things that uh, for some people, are, are vitally important, like uh, AA meetings or uh, other addiction meetings and things like that that provide support or counseling times and counseling sessions, really at a time where people need it most because we're feeling the tension, the anxiety. I think globally the anxiety level has certainly gone up. So I want to encourage us to please reach out. We, we still have phones. Um, to to have a clear prayer partner that we're praying with every day. But also, I want to give you the challenge of three. Just call three people every day at least. Text three people. And I know a lot of us are doing more than that. We're talking to everybody in our small groups, and, and that's good, and, and, and I appreciate that so much. But again, as the challenges mount, so should our commitment to one another, so should our faith in God and, and all that we're doing. Uh, our closeness to the Lord, uh, all that we, we should, our faith should rise up to the challenge of these times. Uh, crazy times right now, just unbelievable. Um, so today is Friday, uh, the fifth day that we have been doing these uh, morning devotionals. And uh, I know we've, we've lost some people because a lot of people aren't getting up early. So uh, we may think through the schedule again, see what, see what, uh, is going to work best. But we'll, for now, as long as the Lord permits and as long as the government permits, uh, we're going to keep, uh, recording these and, uh, and getting together. We'll have a service all together on Sunday morning. I've posted the times. So wherever you're watching from, I'll give you a good idea of, of the schedule. But, uh, so today, Friday, um, we've been talking about doing Psalm 23. I gave on Monday the challenge, uh, to memorize Psalm 23. And I know that for a lot of us, you know, we haven't memorized the scripture in a long time and especially when this long. So I know it's been a formidable challenge. Uh, we're going to, we're, you know, with all the, the anxiety and tension and uh, going on right now, I thought it would be good for just to walk through this, for us to walk through this together it's just such a fantastic psalm uh as i shared the other day it's a psalm that 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 actually has helped me personally uh get through a lot of difficult times i i i actually initially memorized it just praying it every day uh, i would get up and pray this every day and sometimes i'd pray it two or three or four times in a day just 
to keep myself focused on God, to keep reminding myself of of uh, the Lord's presence, His comfort, His strength. Uh, so let's let's walk through it together. And now I know there's different versions, and even if you all, even if we all have the NIV, there's there's different NIVs even as it's been updated uh, periodically. I'm I'm going by my version, um, which I'm not sure it's it's not that old, but it's probably a good 10, 15 years old. And some of you have the old NIVs that go back to like '84 or something, and and uh, uh, but uh, but let's go ahead and try it, okay? And I memorized it, but I'm a little nervous now. So <laughs> on camera, uh, hopefully I'll remember it. So let's let's do this together, okay? So uh, we start out with uh, the Lord is my shepherd; I lack nothing. He lies; he makes me lie down in green pastures. He guides me along beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me to the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So how'd you do? I'm glad I did it. <laughs> I thought I might forget uh, getting nervous, but uh, uh, what a great prayer. What a great psalm. What a great uh, thing to just focus our hearts on. So we're going to walk through it now. I'll put it up on the screen now. And uh, we'll go uh, verse by verse. And I'm gonna I'm gonna co- come off uh, use my Bible because I got some of my notes in there. Um, you know, it starts out with just a powerful statement: the Lord, and and it's actually you know if you know the 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 actual word is Yahweh or the 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 the, the four letters the tetragram and um, Yahweh. So it's it actually says. Yahweh is my shepherd, and it's actually a a participle, a present participle. So it's actually Yahweh shepherding is shepherding me, and and he says the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I love that. I love that statement. I've got everything I need because God is my shepherd. And it's not just shepherded me once. He continually shepherds me. And therefore, I have everything I need. Even that, just that statement alone, and taking time to think about that and all that that means to us. Yahweh is shepherding me. I've got it all. i got everything I need. He says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. And and I I um I've done some reading over the years about about uh, what these things mean for a sheep and clues. I actually have Turnwall, who's who's the one who's been uh, taping these and put and editing these these videos. His family actually raises sheep in Alaska, so I asked Turnwall about sheep to get the the inside scoop of a sheep herder and. And I remember the first thing he said was, sheep are incredibly dumb. 
And I thought, oh man, that's the, that's the analogy Jesus always uses us to describe us as sheep. But at least it's better than being goats. You know, goats are stubborn and 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 they're combative and they and they're out there on their own all the time. At least sheep can be herded. They like being together. Uh, but you know, apparently they're pretty dumb. And I actually uh, I looked up a few things just to get ready for today, and sure enough, it's uh, the articles were saying how stupid sheep are, and they they get themselves lost all the time and and turnwall right now before we started was telling me how they get themselves stuck they don't think they uh they're they they fall into the same pitfalls again and again they really need to be shepherded and uh so even though we think of sheep we think how pretty they are how beautiful the paintings and and the pretty little lambs and but they they certainly need a lot of help and uh this is the great thing it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. The Lord takes care of us. You know, one of the things about sheep is that they they won't lie down if they're in danger. They won't lie down if they're hungry. They won't lie down if they're not getting along, if they're fighting. And sheep actually do fight. They compete. They have, you know, they have their social order in, 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 in the flock. And, and they'll only lie down if things are right and things are good. And the shepherd makes things right and he makes things good, which tells you uh, that, well, which makes it so that they can lie down, so that they can rest. So he makes me lie down in green pastures. And of course, and actually in the Hebrew, it's, it's in the grass, uh, which is the food, you know, so everything is there. They're, they're, they're comforted, they're fed. In other words, things are just they're good. They're the way they're, they're, they're supposed to be. They need to be. And he says, he leads me by quiet waters. And um, I love this because the word quiet, it's it's peaceful. It's it's uh, it, it's a it's a word. Actually, it has it's, it has in its root nahum, which which means to rest or to comfort. Um, that he leads me to comfortable places. He sets me or, or leads me to places where I will find comfort. That's what the quiet waters or somebody wrote the, of uh, how these are, these waters. I don't like the trans. Some say still waters and don't like that one because we usually we don't like still. Still can be bad. Still can have all kinds of germs and stuff. But but what this actually means is it's quiet waters that you think of a pond. You think of a, a place where a river opens up and and it's not moving rapidly. You know, a sheep falls at a, a rapid moving river, he's gone. He weighs a ton, he sinks, he's gone. But this is a place to rest. And the word noun, which is actually the root word of Nehemiah, of his name, of of Noah, you know, when, when in Noah, in chapter one, it says that uh, God saw that man was full of evil and he had no rest. He had no comfort. But then there was Noah and Noah's name means comfort. It means restful. And um, I saw out in a disaster relief a group of students, and and they were obviously Jewish students, and they had written in the back of their their shirts, project, and it was the same word for Noah or Nahum, that they were bringing comfort and rest to people who were in distress. And um, it says that he leads us to places of comfort. And I think about, you know, some of the, the quiet times that I've had lately of just 
feeling great, you know, feeling comforted, especially right now. We all need comfort. Um, he refreshes my soul. I love that. And some say he restores my soul. And, uh, and, and I love it because, one, just the idea of being refreshed, that's a cool word, just being refreshed. You know, I think of a nice, big, tall lemonade on a hot, sunny day or uh, or just stepping into the house and the air conditioner's working or, or an ice-cold glass of water when you're really thirsty. But just being refreshed, something that kind of re-energizes you and really interesting is is the, actually the word that is used uh some of you that have heard my preaching in the past i've i've got a whole series of studies on the word shuv of to turn and that's the word here is is he turns my soul and the idea is to turn back to god he turns me around when i'm lost when i'm off when i'm heading in the wrong direction he gets me back on track he turns my soul he re, he refreshes me um, and he says, he guides me along the right paths. You know, there are so many paths in life. And even now, you know, there's diff- there's different responses. There's different ways to think and feel about what's happening. You've got everything from people who are defying the requests of the government and really being thoughtless and running around doing their own thing. And then you've got people who are really gripped by fear, who are really scared right now. And and he guides us in the right path. What's the right path? And I know that a lot of us right now, we're getting up in the mornings and, and having good quiet times. And, and, and this is, a, we're home. We might as well. We might as well have longer quiet times. Uh, you know, there's several books I've recommended. Um, actually, if you'd like to get into Psalm 23, this is a classic, classic book, A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23 by Philip Keller. Uh, this was a book that inspired me as a young Christian. This is actually my wife Michelle's copy. So she's had hers for years. I don't know if this is the same one, but we bought it. We always buy it and then give it away. Uh, and then if you want to learn just about shepherding, this is another classic by Lynn Anderson. They smell like sheep. And you learn a lot about sheep too. Um, but, um, but, you know, right now, it's, it's really an important time that we're looking to the Lord for our path, for the right path, the right way to respond, the right way to be. You know, our kids are, are scared, and, and children are scared and nervous, and parents are wondering, what do I do? What do I say? And, and here's the thing is that if you're doing well, if you're confident in the Lord, they'll be confident. If the parents, it's a principle Michelle and I learned a long time ago. If the parents are secure and happy, the kids will be secure and happy. If the parents are running around nervous and uptight and talking about everything that can go wrong, the kids are going to absorb all that. They'll absorb the nervous energy that's coming off of the parents. So it's important that we're getting up in the morning and that we're allowing ourselves to to be led to green pastures, to to be led to quiet waters, to lie down, uh, to be refreshed, to be turned back to God, and to be uh, to be guided down the right paths. And he, and he says, and all this for what? For His name's sake, okay? For His His Shema, His in Hebrew it says it's it's His name, His honor, His reputation. You know that that it's for His reputation, it's for His name's sake, uh, because we are God's people. And we represent God. And so it's important that we 
be calm and confident in the Lord, that we overcome our fear and our anxiety, which we're going to have. I mean, we're not, you know, God doesn't take that away. We still have it. But we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God to guide us along. We have we have each other to encourage each other. And again, just want to put another plug in there for prayer partners that that we're really uh, reaching out to each other. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the midweek, uh, I encourage the whole region to to uh, get connected in prayer partners. That's something that we used to do years ago, back in the day when when some, when when I was a college kid, and when some of the old timers in the church remember that that was what we had. Instead of discipling partners, we had prayer partners. It's just somebody you 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 got with and prayed with and shared your heart with and encouraged. And I think right now, since we can't meet physically, uh, meeting on the phone, Zoom meetings. Skype meetings, all of that is so incredibly valuable and, and that we're encouraging each other because Satan is on the attack. And, and he, says, um, he says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, and the language here is it's very strong. It's like the worst times, even the worst, the darkest, darkest situation. Uh, and, and again, you know, we don't even know all the implications of what, of what's happening right now in the world and, and what happens when people are living, when not just a few people living paycheck to paycheck, but when millions who are living paycheck to paycheck suddenly run out of money. And and the issue isn't, is there food in the grocery store? The issue is, will I have money to buy that food? Will I be able to get in when a single mom's living paycheck to paycheck or an elderly citizen is is barely making it or some uh, the, the, there's going to be needs out there that we got to watch out for and there's and, and in many ways this is something we'd not prepared for we had not been thinking about so it says even though I walk through the darkest valley I will fear no evil I mean I just love the confidence that comes from that is that uh I fear no evil. I, I'm in a tough situation, but but I know God is with me. And that's what he says. He says, for you are with me. Love that. Just the confidence of knowing that God is with us. And that I can turn to God at any point, at any time. And he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, the the... They've always been classically kind of described as your def- uh, a shepherd's defense and an offense. No, the the rod is what he would use to fight off and protect, the, fight off wolves, fight off eagles, fight off whatever might attack a lamb or a sheep, and 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 they were pretty good with them. They would practice fighting, and and there's a whole there's, there's a whole thing of 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 martial arts of fighting with a staff, you know. Um, but a shepherd's staff, now shepherd's staff had the crook at the end and was used to pull sheep in, to protect, sometimes to, to move uh, a baby ewe so that he didn't get his hands on it and, and, and the human smell on it so the mother wouldn't reject it. They would gently use the crook and the staff to move the babies or, or the newborns and the, it has that crook that can be used to pull a sheep in pull them out of the river, pull them out of a hole. Um, but both the defense and the offense of the shepherd, because the shepherd protects his sheep, takes care of them, keeps them safe. And Jesus is our shepherd. God is our shepherd. And therefore, we can feel comforted. You know, we can face everything going on. 
be aware, not not pretend it's not, be fully aware of the dangers around us, and yet still fear no evil, and yet still be comforted. And he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, they're... they're uh, 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 you know, shepherds would be out out in the countryside by themselves a lot of times, and and always in, there's an amount of, there's an element of danger, and they would have places where food and supplies would be stored, so they would know as they're leading the sheep from one green pasture to another, from one area to another, there would be supplies. There would be so the idea of that somebody went before and prepared the table for them, but not just prepare the table. Even in the presence of my enemies, even when there is danger, I am taken care of. I my my needs are met, and he says, "You anoint my head with oil," which I know that's one of those ancient symbolic metaphors that we're like, "What?" You know, I wouldn't want anybody to point an oil on my head, but. One of the things that happens with sheep is they get infested with bugs. They can be gnats. Uh, there's a there's a there's a fly. I was reading about a nose fly that literally gets in and, and lays its eggs in the mucus of their noses, and those eggs hatch and the larvae crawl up in their nose and it and it just it literally can drive the sheep crazy. They're shaking their head. They stomp in and it's and the bugs bug them, and and they'll even bang their head against rocks and and hurt themselves just trying to deal with the nuisance of these bugs. And so the shepherd would pour oil on them and the bugs would leave. It would either trap the bugs or, or they would flee. And it would just bring relief for the sheep. Um, and uh, so so just, you can imagine that though, you know, you can imagine just the feel and the, of comfort coming over their head and dealing with something that's a, a pestilence. Um, he says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. You know, again, just I got everything that I need and more, you know, that I have in abundance. I, I have more than even what I need and I'm thoroughly taken care of. And he says, and I, and I love I love the way the, the psalm wraps up. Surely your goodness and love will follow me. You know, surely you will you will be with me. You will follow me. Uh, uh, your goodness, your love, and you know, I've been I've been teaching on the word Hesed, and there it is, right there, boom, God's love, God's covenant with us, all the days of my life, not just some days, not good days and bad, every single day of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, just that confidence that you have to be saying, you know, when you if 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 you did memorize this psalm. You have to close it out kind of preachy, kind of strong, because that's that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way clearly it wraps up. Surely goodness, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be with God forever and ever. So that's Psalm 23, and I, I pray it'll be a, a blessing to you. You know, write it down, carry it around, put it in your pocket. If those of you that memorized it, awesome, great job. Uh, those of you that quite aren't, weren't quite there, keep trying, keep going for it. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it, is a, it is a very powerful psalm. And if you say it to yourself once, twice, three, four, five times a day, it, it will help calm your soul. It will help 
calm your spirit. The word of God is it's powerful. It's effective. It, it gets down to bone and marrow, right? And, and it affects how we think, which affects how we feel, which affects our spirit, which affects our family. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of jokes out there about all the family being stuck in the house together. This is a time that you really need the Spirit of God. And we really need to set a tone of confidence and, and knowing that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So have a great day. Stay safe. Let's be obedient to the authorities and, and stay out of danger and not put anybody else in danger. Let's encourage one another daily uh, using our phones. Use the technology that God has given us. Uh, so that we can be there for each other. Let's be mindful of those who are weak, those who might be struggling with temptation, uh, those who might be in danger or in need, and and thoughtful of all of them. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, thank you for uh, being there for each other. God bless you. Be safe and be careful.